0: Hey,
1: humans, I'm Harley Sobacca. And I'm your emerging internet personality, Anthony Morrow. You're listening to Boom Direct, a show where we discuss our biggest hits, the insides of the comic book industry, first look <laughs> announcements and exclusive interviews with your favorite comic book creators.
0: Do you get to t- call yourself an emerging like an emerging internet person? Uh
1: I it's not, I didn't call myself that. Whoever wrote the intro script for this episode uh, wrote that. So, you know, big shout out to whoever yourself? behind the scenes you wrote, wrote, wrote the, <laughs> You wrote it. You wrote The script for the like preamble recording. Every-
0: every episode like you have a new name and I'm just being like I'm just acknowledging everyone who's listening and just
2: this is you know what
0: I would love for people to email us and suggest some cool nicknames for me how about that
1: I I want,
0: I want some cool nicknames
1: here's the thing here's the thing oh my god <laughs> just huge shout out to whoever's writing these intro scripts really oh just my... they really just get get who I am as a person and um yeah just just, doing doing the lord's work
0: personality it's your other personality (laughs) writing these (laughs) it's like it's like i really get anthony aka me aka the other me
1: i gotta it's it's um it's gotta put on different hats when i'm when i'm doing it (laughs) to differentiate my different uh Personality. Yeah.
0: Do you put? Yeah. Do you put on like? Yeah. Different like hat. Like maybe different like makeup. Do you have a different nail color when you do? When you write these scripts, so that you could pretend you're not you.
1: I should. I should do but that. To I your just own
0: home at the same time.
1: Yeah. I just. I just. Right before we started recording, this, I just finished peeling off all my old nail polish. So I gotta. I gotta repaint those tonight. Do
0: you know what I'm gonna do? Whenever I review these scripts, no, I'm gonna adjust what you say about <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, that's how, I know. that's how I know nobody's actually looking at these when I when I submit them for reviews, because all all my good, fun commentary stays in. Um, or
0: I just was maybe I actually kind of like it. I don't
1: hey,
0: know. Hey. Or I'm too tired. Um.
1: We're all doing our best over here. What we are, are we? What what are we doing? What is we're talking this about
0: San Diego first? That's what we're gonna do because it's almost time.
1: Yes, that is the big thing <gasps> news wise this month for everybody. This episode will be premiering, I think, like two and a half weeks before the start of San Diego Comic Con. I think so. So yeah, we'll be there. We'll uh, be there if my it's math is con correct, season, y'all. It is. It's con season. Yeah. I think, I think it's two and a half weeks, like two weeks, two and a half weeks. It's wh- okay. either way, we're going to be there. We'll see you all in a couple of weeks after this episode mm-hmm. premieres.
0: Yeah. So if you're going to San Diego comic-con, come to boom booth, booth two, 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 nine. We're close to the Marvel booth. So yeah, so we'll be there. And also, uh, we're going to have our cool, like uh road to San Diego comic-con where we're going to be doing something new. We're going to do something new for you guys where, uh, We're going to maybe do some hinting of like what we're selling at the booth, some of our cool activations we're going to do at San Diego Comic-Con, who we're going to have. We're going to talk about that in something new that we're going to put out right after this episode. Will it be the next week?
1: Yeah, next week. So if you're listening to this, the week of the 6th. Yep, that's when this episode is coming out. Cool. It is. I know. (laughs) I'm right. Um, You're so right. So next Thursday... If you're listening to this in real time, there will be a very special YouTube only Boom Direct video for you.
0: Yeah. And we're going to show you some cool stuff. We're going to show you the things we're going to have at the booth, which is pretty rad.
1: It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, Also, in case you missed it, we announced a ton of exciting new series and one shots last month, including a new Stuff of Nightmares one shot by R.L. Stein and Adam Gorham. The return of Simon Spurrier's and Matthias Bergara's Coda and a brand Mm -hmm. new Firefly miniseries.
0: I love Coda. Coda's so good. I just got the big, beautiful hardcover edition in the mail.
1: Yeah, uh, I love Coda. Matthias is top of his game. I've Mm -hmm. already got to see some uh, interior stuff for the new arc of Coda that they're doing and it is out of this world amazing.
0: Yeah. We also announced the spiritual successor and follow-up to Ramvi and Felipe Andrade's Eisner nominated the Many Deaths of Lightless star. Um, So they have a new book with us coming out called Rare Flavors. Um, I am so stoked about this book. I think they're such a wonderful team. Um, Soft pitch for this is basically it's this deity and he is a huge fan of Anthony Bourdain and like cooking shows and those types of things. So he wants to have his own. So he comes and he hires a camera guy and he's like, hey, and he, I want to be this. I want to be like the next Anthony Bourdain. And they start having a cooking show. But very soon on, the cameraman realizes that this cooking show is not exactly what he signed up for. And not exactly a normal cooking show. Anyway, little teaser, a little bit of mystery. Super good. And Huffuskin Walker. Direct market release after the successful Boom Direct Reserve campaign closed on Kickstarter, which wow, it was so fun, so exciting. And yeah. We already got to like interview the Humphrey Skinwalker humans, which was pretty rad. Um, but I will say, rare flavors to backtrack. <gasps> okay, rare flavors is gonna be amazing. Did you like Fresh on Hulu? Did you watch Hannibal? Um, you're gonna love Rare Flavors. It's really I'm really excited about this book
1: I think the menu is also a good
0: the menus like yeah that's a good one too um I just pitched the collection Simon Schuster I'm trying to think of the other things we referenced Hannibal fresh um oh it's like it's like Anthony Bourdain's show but dark yeah it's like Anthony Bourdain's show mixed with Hannibal
1: yeah it's <laughs> uh it's gonna be super cool we're all very excited so about stoked. it. Speaking of the Eisners, huge shout out to Lee Bermejo for his best painter nomination uh, and to both Lee and Mattson for a vicious circle. Number one being nominated for best single issue this year. Uh, And also of course to James Tynan for his best writer nomination.
0: I'm really crossing my fingers that they win because I will say if you look a, the story's phenomenal. Like, Mm -hmm. do you love time travel? Hi, read this book. Um, But also Lee's art is like next level in this book. He changes styles multiple times. Like I, I mean, his art has always been amazing, but I was like rereading issue one the other day and I was like, so this is even better than I've ever seen him do before. And like Matson's writing is so cinematic and mm-hmm. huge the way that he writes. Yeah, we should probably, we should see if they want to come on and talk to us.
1: I yeah, guess. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> It's also just like a really good time travel story. I don't know. I'm a sucker for a time travel story.
0: Everyone knows we love time travel, so I was just about to say, because we've talked about it already on the show. We both are suckers for time travel books, and um, this one is very much like a a dark action adventure time travel with a lot of like thriller and mystery to it. Yeah. Um, That is immediately those characters draw you in immediately. And like at first I was like, wait, I think I know – who is bad and who is not now i'm so unsure
2: yeah <laughs> uh, reading
0: it i was like wait maybe they're both good i don't know And i love i love books that activate my imagination make me think
1: yeah i've gotten to read issue two already and it it is very like it's a three issue prestige limited series mm-hmm. uh and boy howdy issue two really kind of just turns the whole world up on its head it's It's very good. I'm excited for everybody to uh, get to experience that.
0: I can't wait for issue three. I can't wait to sell the collection.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. I can't
0: wait. We're just doing so many things at Boom. It's really exciting. All the time we have cool stuff to talk about and cool creators and yeah, here for it.
1: We're all just so lucky. We get to do what we do. (laughs) Honestly.
0: Which is segues into kind of like a little bit of the interview we did today uh, with uh, Melissa and Megan is like, at one point, all four of us were like, "Wow, we all get to just be nerds, yeah, and get paid for it, yeah,
1: fully." <laughs> and that
0: was great. Yeah, that was so fun.
1: This um. this was a fun. This is a fun interview. <laughs> this is also one of those weird, like a little peek behind the curtain, I guess, for everybody listening. This is one of those weird instances where we are recording this little intro bit the same day we recorded yeah. the interview. We usually don't do that.
0: We usually don't. Yeah. And wow, honestly, like I'm still like kind of riding a high because I feel like that was a it was a special interview. It was like hanging out with really cool friends who do cool things like
1: it was. Well, and also just because like, I mean, you know, spoilers, I guess it's the episode title of this episode. But we Mm -hmm. talked Power Rangers, we got to talk Power Rangers, which was something that all four of us have a very special connection to. Uh, and so it was a full circle moment for me in my life, for sure, to get to talk about Power Rangers.
0: Speaking of, instead of doing our reading list this week, we're doing something different. Uh, we thought we'd talk about some of our fondest memories of Power Rangers, since that's what we talked about in our interview today.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We've we've talked about this. <laughs> I think about every episode we've done <laughs> of this show, and it's also like we talk about it in the interview today too. But yes. uh, but Mighty Morphin Power Rangers debuted the year I was born, so I literally grew up <laughs> with Power Rangers. Um, I mean, uh, for um, my God, I think it was high. I think it was high school or middle school. Uh, for like one of our Spanish classes, we me and my friends got together and we did instead of writing an essay. We made a video, and what we did is we wrote our own Power Rangers episode and did it in Spanish, like, the whole thing in Spanish. And so we we, we cut clips so from, like, like the action sequences we cut from an actual Power Rangers yeah. episode, but everything else, like, we all dressed up as if we were the Rangers and did, like, an episode in Spanish. Uh which exists online I was like, somewhere. I was about
0: to say, is where is this video?
1: Don't worry about it. I nobody, need to see it. nobody needs to worry about it. It exists online. Okay, but online. I'll trade
0: you. I'll trade you one because I, my older brother, for his kindergarten project, which apparently was a thing we did in California. He didn't. We did an episode of Picard, like of Star Trek: Next Generation, like with him as Picard. No, so that's fun. I played Beverly Crusher at four years old. Nice. Which is how old I was when Power Rangers came out. So listen, if you show me yours, I'll show you mine. I played. Because it is on the internet.
1: I played Kimberly Hart at 14 years <laughs> old. Yeah.
0: No, you didn't.
1: Yeah, that was, was Kimberly. Because all my friends got to call Dibs before I did. And so What? Yeah, they Why? all because I just wasn't there for the initial conversation. Um
0: being a kid.
1: But I I remember I'm sure they don't anymore, but at least like when I was well out of high school, um, I think like at the end of college like they were still using that video as like an example of what you could do for that project. <laughs> so like generations of kids going through East Eastlake high school. Have seen have your seen... super
0: rad Power yeah. Rangers episode.
1: Rad. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Okay.
0: I'm going to say it's super rad. I'm assuming because like, listen, the fact that you were kids and we're like, let's do this in Spanish. Like that's really, really cute and really forward thinking. So nice job.
1: Yeah. We just didn't want to write an essay <laughs> in Spanish is <laughs> what it was. It was what it came down to. It's just like, well, we can all speak it better than we can write it. So,
0: so let's do that. Yeah. When I was a kid, because for me, Power Rangers came out when I was like four. Yeah. Um, and I remember watching it growing up and I, I loved that there were two. Like cool chicks who were kicking butt and taking names. And I would obviously practice my high kicks. Sure. To still do. Listen, I didn't become a martial artist, but I became a dancer. So the kicks are still in there. But uh, I remember that. I begged my mom for a Power Rangers towel. I saw it at like Target or somewhere. And I just was like, please, please, please. I want that to be my towel. And she was like, really against getting it for me. I I think because we didn't have a lot of money. Um, And I finally, she finally gave it I gave her some of my allowance and we bought this towel. And literally that was my, that was my towel. Till I was like, 13 and it was no longer usable like that was my towel it was that towel um and that's like that's the reason when i was little my favorite color was yellow because yellow ranger was my that was my favorite when go. i got my ears pierced i got i got like yellow like like studs like i don't know what gemstone is yellow but that's what i got topaz i don't know i'm not a, not like a gemstone yellow-ish. person It also could have just been fake and like colored crystal, obviously. But I got yellow ones because of the yellow ranger. And like, it was so important to me. And my little brother, I guess, is your age. (laughs) My little brother is your age. And I remember that. um, You remember when Tommy went from the green ranger and came back as a white ranger? Yeah, of course. Huge deal. Yeah. So it happened right before Halloween. My mom is a seamstress and would make costumes for all the kids in the area And so all the little boys were getting Tommy and Green Ranger costumes made. She's making all this. She made my little brother's last. So the episode dropped like a week before Halloween. So she made him a white Ranger one. He was the only kid with a white Ranger one. And he, I just remember watching him and I was like, wow, he, he feels like the coolest kid Mm -hmm. ever. And all of the kids and all the parents were like, where'd you get a white Ranger one? Where'd you get it? Where'd you get it? And she just was like, I made it. And it was pretty it was pretty badass.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah, so. I was I was gonna say I think like every other little boy watching Mighty Movie from Power Rangers, a uh, huge Tommy Oliver fan, like <laughs> I
0: just had a crush I just had a
1: crush on Tommy. I, it, it's just like he was like the cool lone wolf. He had his yeah. own Zord that was like as big as the combined Megazord. He had yeah. the Dragon dag I it, it, like his It was his, a dragon. It was the yeah. dragon. Yeah, and it was just like It was the like-
0: dragon thing that was it for me and also like he could pull off the dude, the weird 90s long hair that was like just below chin length.
1: Yeah. He yeah. somehow
0: pulled it off and even as a kid I was like
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: I like- I mean, you know, I I wish my answer was like different or unique in that like I liked one of the other rangers but no, I Green Ranger all the way. Tommy Oliver fan. Yeah. All the way,
0: Tommy, forever. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So,
0: like, listen, I was a Green Ranger, Black Ranger girl. Those yeah. were my boys. Yeah, nobody else. So,
1: um, well, if <laughs> like us, you liked Power Rangers growing up, uh, for a comp title because that's what we're doing now. That was my segue into <laughs> this next. Set. That, was, that was segue.
0: Such a smooth segue. Thank so you. We just talked about our childhoods. Let's talk about comp titles. Yep. If you love Power Rangers, here's what you can read.
1: If you love Power Rangers, uh, definitely check out Radiant Black uh, mm, or anything one. from the Massiverse. Um, it's very much a Power Rangers pastiche, but done very well uh, to the point where a bunch of our Power Rangers writers and artists have gone on to then write for the Massiverse stuff. Yeah. Um, to, the, to which, actually, uh, both Melissa and Megan uh, wrote mm-hmm. Radiant Pink for Massive Arts. Radiant and, Pink, yep. Yep, and wrote yep. a bunch of Power Rangers stuff for us, so uh, yeah. super good. Um, also, check out Black Hammer, Jeff Lemire's mm-hmm. superhero world. It is very good, because Power Rangers are superheroes. Um, yeah. Literally Super Sentai in Japan, which is the, what the original show is, like, ripped from and piecemealed together, like a bunch of 90s programming for kids made <laughs> on the cheap. <laughs> um also read some runs of titans from dc and young avengers and the champions from marvel if you're into the teenager hero thing
0: the superhero stuff Mm -hmm. i also like i think i love power just because it is it's also a little bit of science fiction superheroes with like the dash of science fiction Mm -hmm. so i would definitely recommend uh it's not teenagers but it's like some cool superhero sci-fi which is starlight by mark millar Did you ever read that? It was one of his miniseries.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's, in my opinion, probably the best thing he's ever written.
0: Oh, agreed. It is my favorite thing that he's ever written. And I love it because it jumps through time. So you have, like, the main character older and then also him younger. And it's a really, really cool, like, science fiction, like, jumping between, like, sci-fi and this, like, 60s vibe to, like, now. I love it. Actually, that's one of the things I gave to my dad to read when he first was, like, oh, you work in comics. I should read a comic. I, like, gave him that and he loved it. Um, Plus, I love things that are a little vintage. Mm -hmm. I also love the old old school Teen Titans run from the 80s and 90s when Mm -hmm. George Perez was doing it. Oh, that is very, like, kind of Power Rangers vibes to me where you have, like, the teenagers and the drama, but then also, like, full-on superhero and, and, like, actual character development stuff. So I love that stuff. Uh, Astro City is another one that I forgot about until recently because when I... when when I heard the announcement for the Wes Anderson movie, I got excited thinking it was the comic. Oh, sure. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's not. Oh, but I'm still excited. Um, but yeah, Astro City was a good one where it's a little bit of a different superhero vibe. Again, a little bit more sci-fi-ish. Um, and actually, I know we're not doing re- reading this, but I'm actually rereading Super Gods by Grant Morrison. So if you want some true like superhero comic book history and archetypes and stuff about the superhero myth, I recommend if you haven't read that novel.
1: My last, my last comp title, and also reading wreck is a manga which is actually being adapted into an anime soon called Go Loser Ranger. Um, it is what? a pastiche of Power Rangers, actually specifically Super Sentai, uh, which is again what the original yeah. Power Rangers was in Japan. Um, but it's a world where essentially the Rangers came and saved the like stopped the putty invasion, stopped Rita's invasion. <gasps> Um, and then captured all of the putties and have them just as prisoners. And every year on the day uh, that's like that, it's like a national holiday, the day that they save the world, they release all the putties into this big arena and recreate the final battle. And so it's just these Rangers just celebrating their one win, just completely reobliterating these putty prisoners. And so it's about that's one putty. Games. Yeah. So it's about one putty who decides, Hey, this sucks. I don't want this. And then, escapes and tries to take revenge on the rangers yes Uh, very good highly recommend it it's being adapted into an anime soon it's called go loser ranger everybody should check it out
0: everybody should that sounds dope i want to watch that yeah um also as you've again probably figured out again we're talking about power rangers today so
1: (laughs) yes yes we uh spoke with melissa (laughs) flores who is Mm -hmm. the current scribe for our main Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series here at Boom. And Megan Camarena, who was one of the players in the Hyperforce TTRPG uh, and is also the co-writer on the Hyperforce One-Shot.
0: Yep. And they both were amazing Mm -hmm. and hilarious and heartfelt. And we hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as we did. And again, a huge thank you to everybody else who sent in questions because we actually this time requested questions through our email We got so many responses. It was great. So thank you to everybody who reached out and showed us some love there um, so that we could ask Melissa and Megan some cool questions from fans. Um, And again, remember to like us and subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and all that fun stuff.
1: But without further ado, here's Melissa and Megan. Yay!
0: Today we are thrilled to have our Mighty Morphin Power Rangers scribe, Melissa Flores, and Rangers, Hyperforce cast member, co-writer, streamer, and internet personality, Megan Camarina, aka Strawberry17.
3: Wow. I'm just going to bring you everywhere with
4: me. That was great. (laughs) Though though I I will make one clarification. It's Strawberry. Strawberry. Excuse
2: me. I I got that lesson.
0: Strawberry was
3: taken. It's my first screen name, so...
0: Like, your first, like, OG, like, back in the day, AOL. Honestly, I'm
3: so glad I I decided not to have kids, because I don't know what, like, I'm so bad at naming things, like, (laughs) (laughs) I did that in seventh grade and haven't looked back.
1: I feel like there are a lot of uh, people who have been on the internet since, like, the early 2000s who are stuck with very strange screen names uh, because of just, like, stuff was just taken already on, like, AOL and YouTube and everything. I mean, like
0: my original email address was like fairy dust oh nice, nice. My- so like listen
4: <laughs> my twitter is still my dog's name um i w- my first dog's name was misty and i was obsessed with mystique um, oh yeah the X-Men yes, at the time yes um, yes and like so now everybody like that's still very weird for me because people will call me misty and i just like now just have to answer to it
1: yeah, it oh. internally internally there's a couple of folks who exclusively refer to you as Misty, just internally at Boom. So that
4: is just now a name that has been invented for me and I just accept
1: it. Because it's,
0: it's, it's also it's cool and mysterious, right? <laughs>
4: Apparently.
1: One, one of my I'm best friends uh, growing up, his his name's Santiago, uh, but we call him Shelby because in middle school one day he started wearing a Puka Shell necklace and somebody just called him Shelly, and that evolved into Shelby. And that was just kind of what we call him from now on. I like that. We are, yeah. In our 30s, still calling him that.
0: I, I mean, so, love that. I have yeah. friends who call me Charlie. I don't know how they got there. Huh. Except it rhymes with Harley or Charles. I have a friend who's like Charles. Oh, yeah, that's fun. And that um, makes sense. So listen, we can't help but people decide to name us sometimes. I guess. I guess.
1: <laughs> Nicknames are great. Well. with that out of the way uh (laughs) thank you both so much for being on this very fun episode of boom direct uh on this beautiful friday morning when we were recording so let's just jump into it uh what was your relationship with power rangers uh prior to writing power rangers
4: uh for me i um I worked on Power Rangers as a development executive for about 10 years before I started writing Power Rangers.
1: That is so rad. That is? Wow.
4: Yeah. So that's actually how I got to know all the lovely people at Boom Studios. Um, When they came on board with the licensing deal for Power Rangers, I was one of the development executives that they, like, poor them, had to, like through the process of licensed <laughs> comic books and like, here are what letters are. Here are what inks are. Here are the covers. No, the covers don't necessarily have to do with what's inside of the book. Like it was literally ABC of comics. And, and I, I thank them so like effusively for being so patient with us because we definitely needed the the boot camp because we, we had no idea what these kind, the level of dedication these kind of comic books take in terms of um, what they wanted to do with it. Up until that time, we were doing like very kid-oriented licensed comic books and boom, right. went into a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. And we had Kyle Higgins at the time and Daphne, oh, yeah. and, and they were all fantastic and amazing and so, so patient with us. And it was through them that I got to learn how, I had already liked comic books, but I really learned, like fell in love with the process of comic books. And so um, I was with on that run for, you know, six until my time with Power Rangers came to an end. Uh, so it was a long, long, long time. And it was it was such a great education. And like, I just fell in love with every single arc that we did. So when it was time for me to leave, um, there was about, I think, maybe two years where I wasn't involved with the books. But the majority of the run, I was intimately aware of all of it. And so it was very um. I don't want to say easy, but I was very excited to come back. It was kind of like coming back and like seeing my children and like actually being able to like <laughs> write it all over again and like, you know, actually be a part, a bigger part of the creative process. It was a lot of fun.
1: That's awesome. I love that.
3: Uh, well, my more phenomenal beginning uh, starts in second grade where I almost got expelled from elementary school for um, playing Power Rangers during recess. It was too violent. I also always Same. like fighting one girl to be Trini because I I although, you know, I I do sport a lot of pink, uh Trini was my girl. Same. Um I was the yellow ranger uh every single year, I think for like 6 years until I had my growth spurt and like the costume didn't fit me anymore. It was like <laughs> up to my shins. And oh I just gosh. I it just was embarrassing, but I uh that's my background when it comes to Power Rangers, diehard fan. Uh, and then got the lovely opportunity. Um, I always thought about auditioning, but it just, the time had passed. I would have, I was a little too old and kind of given up on that dream. Um, and then my friend, I think Yoshi reached out to me and he was like, Hey, do you, we're, there's this Power Ranger experience. Um, it's like an RPG You don't have to go to New Zealand. um, And it's like, it's canon. So would you be down? I'm like, I've never done RPGs before. I'm down to try. And they originally told me I'd be yellow. And I was like, sick.
4: (laughs) We did not tell you you'd be yellow. I don't know who told told you that. He told me. Because they know.
3: They know this. I have feelings um, towards uh, like pink. Because I've grown up in a household, a Hispanic household with for boys. And like that color is always meant something different. Like, Oh, you're mm-hmm. a girl. Like, I think mm-hmm. my dad was so afraid of me just becoming this like monster um, that he was like, I, cause my mom was like pretty sick most of my life. So my dad was just trying to make sure I, I knew what it was to be a woman and I uh-huh. who knows what that is. Sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> so stereotypes for this Latin yeah. man, he's like pink. You gotta like pink. <laughs> Mija, don't skateboard. You're gonna mess up your knees. You're gonna look, it's, they're gonna look so messed up when you wear a dress. And I'm like, I'm not wearing
2: what? a dress. <laughs> um Aww.
3: But uh, but yeah, this is my opportunity. And I showed up and obviously uh realized I was pink. Uh, but I got to be Phoenix and kind of really like yes. developed a new, a new relationship with that color through becoming a hyperforce ranger. Um which is you're nice. wearing
2: all
0: pink right now. And well, you
3: are I, I all pink for the, you know, for the fans, like the rangers
0: colors. You pull it off amazing, too. But so. I do have the
3: pink hair. Um, and now it's like it's something I've owned and reclaimed myself. But, uh, yeah, so I'm 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 also uh, in uh, Battle for the Grid. I voice Kimberly Hart um in the video game and uh have had the lovely opportunity of knowing Melissa since uh, the beginning of the Hyperforce days and I am more on the like Mighty Morphin side of familiarity when it comes to Power Rangers but being on Hyperforce god what a dream um to first of all become a ranger at like the ripe age of 30 and then also, <laughs> I love that a blast from the past, and get schooled on all the different like years of Rangers through these amazing guest appearances. Like Aisha came on like one of the first episodes. We had uh, Jen Scotts uh, and uh, Jason David Frank. Like what a like if there was child mini me, little me, like you know throwing roundhouses on the the <laughs> playground would never have believed in a million years that I'd get to become a power ranger let alone write uh a comic uh in that universe um in such a unique way so that's that's my
0: background
1: oh i love all of yeah, that that's, um, that's incredible
0: yeah starting from the playground on it's just chef's kiss um so what were you excited uh melissa what were you excited to explore when you started your mighty Morphin power rangers run
4: um You know, it was it's like, again, I was in that weird position where I I feel very proprietary to all the previous arcs, not because I wrote them, but because I was intimately involved in like, you know, getting them approved and working with, you know, having them pitched and talking to Kyle and Ryan and Marguerite and all those amazing writers that came before me. And so I didn't want to just throw any of that away. You know, we were just coming off of issue 100. That's a big freaking deal. Ryan is an absolute genius. And what I really wanted to do when I came on board was honor everything that came before me and kind of, um, kind of an homage kind of way. I knew we were going into an anniversary season, so I really wanted to play up a lot of the themes that we had seen before in the comic books Isn't and that kind incredible, of Incredible, like what she's saying.
2: I like know, I just
4: You never get this perspective from a writer.
3: I'm someone who is like an avid comic book uh, reader and when a new writer comes on board, it's, yeah. it's like the it, like the director of like a, you know, a movie a film coming in yeah. like, I'm making it my own and Melissa is yes. just it's something They always want to do it their way. And yeah, I love, and yeah, Melissa is yeah. such a gift to the franchise because this is like what she brings. And that's why it feels so special after a hundred issues like that. That's so daunting. I just had to give you credit where it's <laughs> like, I it appreciate it. Thank job. you.
0: Yeah. Because you, you still bring something new and fresh to it, Melissa. That's the best part, I think, is like you 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 pay homage and you respect everything that's been told in this universe. But then you also always bring something fresh and new to it. Yeah.
4: So, well, and it's, you know, the, the best kind of stories, you know, you take everything you have before it and it becomes a launching pad for something else. Right. And that's right. what I really yes. wanted to do. And so for me, um, I had my own story in mind, but I had all these little things in the back of my head that were little threads that I wanted to weave in there that like, I have always personally wanted a little more of like, I mm-hmm. really wanted alpha one to come back um, yes. because I've always loved alpha one. I, I, he, you know, it was a brilliant character that happened to Gogo. We haven't seen them since that arc comes like let's bring them back some way. Um I always wanted uh to explore the Zed and Rita relationship. There's things that mm. I wanted that um obviously because I wasn't writing the series like that you know I couldn't like ask for and now I can do it. And so that's what I was, I was really write. excited about. Little things. And then also you know I talked to Ryan uh and he was like there's some things I'd like you to like remember when you take this run you know I, I never got to do um as much as i wanted to with matt can you give oh. him something really meaningful and so like i i'm so thankful that i have the relationships that i do with the previous writers that i can talk to them about these kind of stories and it makes it feel much more cohesive i think because you know i'm on the massiverse with ryan with matt with kyle and right. and so you know i consider them close friends and, and i'm so thankful that um that I could go back to them and actually like talk to them about it because it doesn't feel disconnected. It just feels like the start of a new chapter. Totally.
2: It's just
0: like one big happy Power Rangers family. Yes. <laughs> and I really dig that so much. Um and then uh Megan, what excited you about getting to come back to the hyperforce world? Um
3: I, what what doesn't excite me about that thing <laughs> you know like it, we were almost kind of told that we potentially would have a season 2 and that was the thought and like everything that happened after that was a whirlwind um you know uh with Hasbro swooping in um anytime like someone else new takes over it really shakes things up so um had to kind of like make my peace with where my character ended and where the story would leave off but had that glimmer of hope in my heart that uh <laughs> maybe one day we would be able to tell the story um the way that that we wanted to and melissa did a lot of the writing for uh alongside malika for hyperforce and it was it was interesting how we would have um kind of an outline of how the episode was supposed to go because when it's an rpg it's usually all up to the players to kind of create the story but when yep. you're dealing mm-hmm. with a franchise yeah. you kind of have to have some through line and and hit mm-hmm. you yeah and there was a number of times where we um we didn't do that uh and,
2: <laughs> and
3: uh i yes i made. So it <laughs> It's funny because I come from I guess like more of a traditional background, um, and it was my first time RPGing. So, I, well, it's, it's a mixed traditional background. But when whatever's on the script, like you, you stick to it. And there was there had been a lot of times in my characters, like episodes where like my beats were skipped, and I was like, I was I was waiting for this person to throw to me, and like I'm like. Melissa, I was like, we we missed uh, Chloe's story beat and it became about someone else. And that's just kind of how RPGs are. Like everyone has their moment, but literally some of our, some of like, some people had like their dedicated episodes, but they're just hungry for more. And you like get swept up in your character. Um, Absolutely. So I felt like Chloe had such a tragic end and Mm -hmm. she just completely got ignored uh, in the finale. Um, Like her dad who she thought was dead was the big bad. Like if, if we're really sitting in that character's feelings, um, that that could kill a person.
0: That's yeah. a Star Wars reveal. That's straight that, that's, up a Star yeah, Wars reveal that is yeah. Luke and Vader. It is a huge moment. Like literally, people talk about how that's why Empire is the best of the Star Wars movies. You had that moment. You had this big moment. Like it needed more. After
3: being in Chloe's shoes uh, and just resonating with that character so much, I had no idea that was what the big bad was my dad. So those feelings and when I'm sitting in that chair, like that reveal and that reaction as me, me start figuring it out, it's all very genuine because my heart broke for my character. Like that's, that was genuinely so sad. Um, and I've, I've been like, I've been on panels and people are like, what? Like, where do you think Chloe would go next? I'm like, yo, she's mad. She's going to go bad. She's going to like, and Melissa always gets mad at me. because She's like, no, no, that's not. She can't do that. I'm like, watch her. Watch her do it, Melissa. I mean, Why not?
0: that's what that's what they tried to do with Luke and Star Wars. The same kind of arc. It makes I know, sense. I know. Just like, throwing, exactly. just
1: yeah, out there. That speaks to me as a TTRPG player, because I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. And same. whenever I can feel the DM wanting to, like, lead the story in a certain direction, I'm like, No. Absolutely not. We're going to zig this way because I see what you want me to do. And I don't want to do that. So mad respect.
4: It was, it was such an interesting next because we had, um, we had uh, Cameron Rice and Malika, who is our wonderful GM and, and, and also a cast member and, and Zach who also leads Harper RPG and myself and, and every, we would like have a framework for what we wanted the episode to be. And the way I always thought is like, we have an A, B or C and we can mm-hmm. get from A to C, relatively okay then then I'm happy right yeah. um it's but funny. yeah but it was always so interesting because you have you know five sometimes six sometimes seven like I think at one point we had nine different personalities at a table and it was such an interesting little combination of personality and plot and so every at the end of every episode uh, Malik and I would come back together and be like okay what went wrong what went well <laughs> and like have to adjust <laughs> Sure. For the next episode. it's But I was always very impressed with um with the cast members and, and with Megan because they one, they always kept it very entertaining and very funny. It's a three hour show. That's not, yeah. you know, and I was sitting like in the corner every, every, every episode. And I was never bored. You know, it's, it's so-, so
3: hard. Like when you're role playing, like I-, I would be looking at my script and then Christina would just like be like, I want to do backflip. I want to mm-hmm. see what's over here. And I'm like, I, like the producer in me is like we got to stick to the script but the 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 player in me i'm like what would chaos Chloe do? i'm like i'm going with vesper we're gonna go do a backflip off this trash can and it's not gonna push the story forward but we're gonna have the best time doing it yeah <laughs> i think
4: at some point i just like started to embrace the chaos though like i remember one time they were just like asking for burritos so i just straight up like uber eat it like brought just brought That's in like, like a bunch of burritos my for them Incredible.
1: i feel like here really just
4: have them whatever <laughs> Um, that is amazing you need, you
1: need you need game fuel you know you need fuel oh, to, to keep well, the creativity my, flowing
3: my character was obsessed with burritos so that was like a it's big a good thing, thing to be obsessed with <laughs> yeah
1: so, you know
2: after i'm done cool, recording though. this i'm getting
0: a
1: burrito
3: yeah <laughs> guys we should have burritos right now i mean come Honestly. on it's true hyperforce fashion
0: hey let's do it
3: it's so cool seeing hyperforce get it's a, another chance at telling its story um And I can't, it's, it's crazy for me too, because I, on my like own personal journey, I, Chloe, I had asked if like she could be a queer. Um, And that was nothing we really explored in the show, but it was something that I got to role play and do myself as I was discovering that part of myself publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, And five years later, I'm like very out and open uh, about it, but it's like, this character is very special to me and my journey. And I've gotten a lot of, uh, uh, you know, comments and DMs, messages from people in the community that have um, shared a similar sentiment. So it's cool to like, let this character shine a little bit. And I'm, I'm so grateful for uh, Boom and Melissa letting her have a moment to, you know, kind of throw her toys and be a little batty.
2: Absolutely. I,
0: I feel like the subtitle for this episode is Chloe Gets Her Moment,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: honestly
0: (laughs) I want a t-shirt that just says that now that's just like a shirt that's like black but in pink letters it says Chloe gets her moment and then hashtag like Power Rangers Hyperforce. it's like (laughs) let's do it
3: she does she really does
4: (laughs) we really wanted to make sure everybody shown in one way or another but definitely the way we ended season one there was a lot for Chloe to process and so it felt like a natural point to start with that POV and take that journey in
1: so is that i mean megan obviously you're you're a phenomenal writer and creator and and everything like that was that why yes. <laughs> Megan was brought on board for the hyperforce one shot because it was gonna really be picking up where season one left off well with, I'm gonna uh, be honest
3: when Melissa started writing for Power Rangers, oh. I was like psst, psst, Melissa." Psst. <laughs> Pitch Hyperforce. Just like squeeze it in. Come on, Melissa. <laughs> and Melissa's just like, I'm just trying to like, I'm I'm reading all these comics, Megan. I'm trying to catch up. I'm like, well, if an opportunity presents itself, it's just, just sneak trying it in. to figured out a way where it could work within this big story. So um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Also, that was my dog that she just, she's watching my oh, <laughs> we We met
0: We Chewy. talked about it. Yeah. yeah. We met Shuey earlier. Like, listen, we also were like, let's show the dogs, obviously in this episode because that's very important.
3: Yeah, it's so important.
0: Very. Who doesn't important. love furry friends?
3: I mean, my dog's a bit of a jerk though. Look like, he's causing a scene. He wants his <laughs> own seat. we're
0: trying to give him his moment he is he's like like their owner Um, (laughs) so yeah i mean um i
4: i love every single one of the people involved in hyperforce they are you know every single cast member and every single person behind the scenes i have so much genuine appreciation for you know hyper rpg the people that helped create hyperforce and brought it to life just got nominated for an emmy for their show Colock. i'm just so proud of them they're absolutely um But I think more than anybody on the show, uh, Megan and I became actual true friends Mm -hmm. after the process and, and we remained close. And when I left power Rangers, she was actually the first one that reached out and was like, Hey, I have a project that I would really love to work with you on. And she kind of brought me on board and we co-created this series called the unleashed, uh, for Twitch. That was amazing. And through that, we started an actual, like, co creator writer relationship. And, um, and then we actually worked together on a mini series called Radiant Pink for mm-hmm. the Massacres. Yeah. And it was through that that we really, you know, we started our relationship in The Unleashed, but the, the, the true co writing relationship got really massaged through Radiant Pink. And um, that's when we really started. I think you have to really trust your co writer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we were so lucky yeah In that um that we really trusted each other, like we had had those years what was it like five years of friendship now um to really like be vulnerable with each other and understand each other and not be um not be defensive when we don't agree with each other like we've had we've had like the ups and downs of every relationship and I think like mm-hmm. we're we're closer than friends at this point we're almost family and um and so when it came to this, this project specifically, I, I knew I, I didn't want to, I was very selfish I'm like hyperforce is very personal to me. I don't want anybody else to take that from me. I, if Mm -hmm. we're going to do a hyperforce one shot, I want to be the one to write it. I I also was being super realistic being like, I also am writing the main series. I'm not going to have time to do clothes. And, (laughs) um, and so, you know, obviously we had the amazing Adam Cesare do the, the coinless, one shot that was absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing oh yeah and and we trusted him completely to take that and he did and it's beautiful and horror and everything we wanted to be um but i needed a co-writer for hyperforce and given um given where we left off chloe given my relationship with megan it was a no-brainer to ask to bring her on board and and have her take this on with me and it just i think it was the perfect collaboration we had a lot of fun and um and I think we really like wanted to strive to make it like feel like Hyperforce. It's a very different tone than the main series. And I think people that, sure. that read it can really make show. I mean, I consider the Hyperforce team the bad news bears.
2: Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the yes.
3: Tone and the things they say. Yeah. Like we were running up against a couple things. Notes from Allison, the, the editor, and. And she was like, "Oh, I don't know if this is like like fits within like the Rangers
4: and like Hyperforce are different.
3: We're not yeah. really like <laughs> we're we're a different breed of
4: Rangers." Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we <laughs> had like, and then you know so much credit to Allison who you know worked so hard with Hasbro to uh, give us that opportunity because I know at first Hasbro was just like, "Do people even remember Hyperforce?" You know, like <gasps> is that a thing? So um, so oh. we were so thankful that one that Hasbro said yes and you know believed in the project but also too that um allison like fought so hard for it and trusted us that you know this would be something really special because we think it really is
0: and, and allison's amazing I, allison's we so love, awesome. her. A good editor. love her
1: yeah from a marketing perspective from a marketing perspective people absolutely remember hyperforce oh, yeah. and have a lot of fondness for hyperforce yeah, they do. so it's just been a phenomenal response uh, on our side Which actually uh, we'll see a little bit later. Um, We did have a a call out on social media for fan questions to come submit their questions to ask you guys. And quite a lot of people wanted to talk about Hyperforce. Oh, yeah. uh, Which is fantastic. Um, Switching gears a little bit. Let's talk about Darkest Hour uh, for for a little bit. What's the elevator pitch for Darkest Hour?
2: Oh, so the elevator
4: pitch for darkest <laughs> no hour is that, um, Rita Repulsa has a lot of daddy issues <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Rita Repulsa has, um, has decided that she is going to be the biggest baddie that has ever battied, and is going to be the one to bring Dark Spectre into our world. Um, and only she can do it because she has been infused since she was a child with this Morphin Grid energy that allows her to create magic that distorts the Morphin Grid. And um, she has been given the power by Dark Spectre in the form of Mistress Vile and a vessel that uh, will allow her to do this but in order to do that she has to get to a master arch and she has to infect the morphine grid and um all all of this uh the darkest hour the up until um episode 101 to 110 is her enacting that plan to make that happen and the rangers essentially just trying to catch up uh trying to understand mm-hmm. what's going on and um in the darkest hour um and i think i can say this because it's in all the press release you know she wins <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yes
4: <laughs> She infects the Morphin grid and allows dark specter to come through and uh
1: and then all hell breaks loose i love it when a bad guy wins honestly i i, I honestly, love it. Yeah. yeah
0: villains i love villains i feel like as you age once you get a little bit older you start being like you know what I get where that villain's coming from, right? I think I'm on their side and you're just like point. They're not yeah. that bad, but it's,
4: it's not the end of the journey for her either. Obviously, you know, I mean, she got what she wanted, but at what cost, you know? And she has, like I said, a thousand different issues in terms of never feeling like she was enough for a bunch of different people. And now she mm-hmm. has brought in the worst of the worst. And like somehow, I don't know how she thinks that's going to make it better, that he's suddenly going to be like what everybody else thought you know, what she wanted her daddy to be or or Zed mm-hmm. to be or Zordon to be. So it's not the end of the journey for her. You're going to see what the monster of her own creation is, but we're going to focus a lot on the Rangers as well and, and them trying to figure out how to save their very own existence. Um, and Oof. and well, and we've been setting up a lot of different relationship dynamics that are going to play into that. And so I'm really excited. Um, it's, it's just, um, it's just, a bunch of issues of pure, just, you know, dark chaos, but really (laughs) it's always going to be about the heart and the relationship of the Rangers throughout. But I'm just really excited because we got to bring in more than just mighty Morphin Power Rangers through this event. We get to really um, use the entire pantheon of Power Rangers, um, like Hyperforce, like the Dracon Rangers, like other Rangers from different uh, different seasons. So I'm really having fun. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil a lot, but... But I'm really excited um, to see the Rangers fighting for their own existence and um, and see some Rangers that we've never
1: seen before, too. Uh, full on Reader Repulsa spinoff series one? Yep. I mean, I would be for it. Wow. I would read that.
0: Right. Who wouldn't read that? Listen, yeah. Melissa
3: gave me the recap. I was like, can you tell me everything about what you're writing? And
0: because <laughs> what well, I feel like. Juicy. Yeah, I feel like also, Melissa, one of your strengths is that you take these characters who are in a fictional world with all these fantastical elements in science fiction and superheroes and then make them unbelievably relatable. Because yeah. like everything you're saying, I'm like, oh, that's relatable for like a lot of people having those types of issues. And I, I think that's always been something when I when I read what you read, I'm like, yeah, so relatable, so relatable, um, which is a true talent. Um, and-
4: I appreciate that. That's the best kind of fantasy, right? Where you can put yourself in crazy yes. worlds, but still at the, there's a kernel of human emotion that allows you to be there, even if, you know, there's magic mm-hmm. and there's dragons and there's lords and all those different things.
0: hundred percent.
1: Well, and even looking at at someone like Rita, who is, you know, at her core evil, like not genuinely not a good person, but still being able to <laughs> see like, I get it, you know, like yeah. I get, I get
4: Yeah. Well, what I love about Rita is she has a kernel of goodness in her. And that's what Zordon has seen this whole time. Like even when she's Mm -hmm. at her worst of the worst, like there is a weakness in her. And that's something that Ryan Parrott did really, really well and and really cemented Mm -hmm. this like loyalty to her minions Mm -hmm. that no matter how much they screw up, she never abandons them because she has been abandoned so many times herself yeah Yeah. and i think you know we keep true to that constant in her and that allows you to retain that humanity even when she does some really awful awful things yeah
0: yep uh and obviously mighty Morphin power rangers has been leading up into darkest hour for a while now um how far in advance did you start like laying all the like the crumbs and the groundwork to lead up to the event and like what was the conversation like with with your editor with allison
4: 101 like it was yeah. i mean she she comes she comes for the zeal crystal in 101 so like it's it's always been the plan um it was it was it was a really easy conversation because when they brought me on board they said you know this this they wanted a very specific thing from me and so i thought about the thing that they wanted from me and i was like okay how do i how do i honor the series and and bring this all around full circle and yeah. um And that's how this event started to form. And so when I pitched it, it was it was a little smaller in scale than um, than what I what it ended up being. But it was very much like, let's infect the grid. Let's have let's bring back Rita in a really cool way. Let's let's have some fun. And so they were I have had nothing but support from the amazing, you know, Allison and Daphna and Bryce and Kenzie, and like every creative person that I worked on. Uh, and, and you know, obviously the amazing marketing team like Boom has been absolutely lovely. I could not ask for a, a better publisher to work with in terms of this event. They have been lovely. Um hasbro has been amazing as well um you know for even allowing me to come back to this story and you know their notes have always been very supportive and and very um they're they you know very excited for what's happening i i it has been a dream and i am just um so thankful that i get to be a part of it
0: i love
1: that so much yeah that's phenomenal i'm just
0: gonna take that piece of this to just like start using that in my sales pitches instead of like saying it. I'm just going to be like, and here's a recording. <laughs> yeah,
1: perfect. Done. Absolutely perfect. I mean, genuinely from, for, again, from a marketing perspective, you make our job super easy. So thank, thank oh, you. Thank you. Yeah,
0: same. Selling, selling your stories is not hard for me.
1: Yeah, no, it, it it's, <laughs> the, it's the easiest, most fun job in the world. And that is by and large, thanks to you and by and large, all our creatives here that we work with at Boom. Um, 100%. Going, going back to Power Rangers. Uh, after getting a little, little emotional there, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Power Rangers universe really has been ripe for genre storytelling since its inception. Since you know, Mighty Morphin came out in ninety three. Um, which, holy crap, Mighty Morphin came out in ninety three uh, oh. as a TV show.
0: Were you um, even alive, Anthony? I was
1: born in ninety three, so you know.
0: If it, <laughs> yeah listen i i'm i'm older than anthony not by like a ton but by enough that whenever he references things in his childhood it hurts my soul
2: uh, so i'm this, like i
3: thought this was a safe place I'm a little bit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> anthony you gotta go i
1: i'll i'll see myself out thank you thank you everybody <laughs> for having me on my Take own those show.
4: skeleton hands no I wait,
3: harley <laughs> harley how well, hang on let's see if harley has to go too. harley how what wait you're you
0: I was born in 88 oh you can do that you're good (laughs) perfect I thought so I was like I feel like we're close in age so yeah 87 Anthony take a lap (laughs) (laughs) and boom direct will now just be hosted by just me for the rest of this episode Um,
1: so great to have uh, pitched the show created the whole concept for it brought it to upper management team it's been fun four episodes in bye everybody
0: you know? No, just temporary. Happens. You can come back. You just have to leave right now because you're making Megan uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, you well uh,
4: you're making us all I
0: can't characters. do this without you. Don't leave me.
4: <laughs> By the way, that was also my way of saying I like really dig your hand tattoo. I think it's cute. Oh, really- thank,
1: thank you. Yeah, small oh, tangible. We'll, we'll cut this out for the for the YouTube version of this. Yeah. Uh this was terrible. Uh it was six hours total. Spread out over the course of two years because I got the outline done and then decided I don't ever want to go back to finish it. Then a year oh. later I was just like, I'll go back and finish it. Um and Is uh,
0: it is it more painful than ribs? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah, I just I got mean, ribs
1: done. So it, it, it goes all the way up to the cuticles too, uh, which was a special kind of pain. <laughs> so
4: I have one tattoo, and believe it or not, it is a shattered grid lightning bolt. <gasps> I love that. What? I got it. Yeah, I got it when I left Power Rangers and I got it because this was the favorite thing I'd ever done when I was on Power Rangers to Shattered Grid event. And I so this is like my way of like being like, OK, I'm done with Power Rangers. I'm ready to move on. And then two years later, Daphne was like, no, you're not. Come back. So- <laughs> Power
1: well, you Rangers got a is tattoo. not done with you. Yeah, you got a tattoo.
0: So it's forever.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, you can stay. You're pretty tough. So oh, you just earned
3: you. your street
1: cred. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> I, that.
3: I have zero tattoos, but I got my septum pierced. And I think I that was like the most painful thing on the planet. I'm good for, for life, I
0: think. Fair enough. Yeah. Pass. Uh, I got, I don't, I have one cartilage piercing now.
1: I almost got snake I can't bites this one. when I was in high school. Uh, but then I was talked out of it. So I did not get snake bites.
0: I love Enjoy. that we all put ourselves through pain for style yeah. and fashion.
1: But look are, how cool we
0: look. But look how exactly cool we, we look. Like. We <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a cool kids Man, club. What are we talking about? What are we, what are we
0: doing? Am I cool yet? We were, taking, oh my God. <laughs> we were taking it back to Power Rangers, but listen, like, are we cool when we're literally just talking about Power Rangers? Yes, we are.
3: Someone said to me, they're like, wow, you're living that Toys R Us life because I play video games <gasps> professionally too. And I yeah. was like,
0: Sure. That's
3: awesome. I'm like, sure. But I also like capitalized on my hyper fixations as a kid. And now as an adult, I know everything about these specific things. And it makes me pretty freaking cool. It's a time. Like, this is our time, nerds.
1: Oh, yeah. It is. I, oh, my I gosh. I feel like my my loving, beautiful partner, I feel like hates watching movies or TV with me. Because if, like, something gets referenced, I pause it. And I'm just like, okay. And she, she calls them now lore dumps with Anthony. Because it's just, like, fully... Pausing whatever watching for five minutes, and I can see her eyes just glaze over. But I'm just okay. like, I'm just like, I need to get this out. This isn't for you. Do this do is for me. Too. I need to, I need to get it out. I used to do
0: that with my last partner, and he pretended to be interested. Uh, me and my girlfriend
4: are both ADHD in different ways, so it's like we drive each other crazy. Like we call each other the VH1 pop-up ads. Yeah. <laughs> like, depending on which one is obsessed with something, like we just won't no. show. Yeah. Joke.
3: They're like, they, I was over at their place and they were trying to show me something. They're like, watch this. And then they both were talking the entire time. I was like, Am I supposed to watch this? Or am I watching, like, you guys are yes. explaining everything? I'm sitting there and I'm just like, uh.
0: They're the show, actually. Didn't you know they're the show? Yeah. yeah. My,
3: my thing, I'm not a lore dump person, but I am just like that person that talks through movies that's like, Oh my God, or like very reactive. And I was like, The throwback. So I'm the worst to <laughs> actually go to that's- theater with. Yeah, oh, sure. I would
0: say I can't do that in a theater, but like in my home, I do that. So listen. No, I'm completely
3: unhinged. I'm like that in the theater. I went to the Super Mario, <laughs> Mario premiere and I was the loudest person there. I didn't mean to, but I just can't help it. Rainbow Road showed up, and I was like,
1: ah! we- I mean." We were also the loudest people in our screening of the Super Mario Bros. movie. But by I, by and large, that was the children because we took the children with us to watch it. Um, and they were just very excited to see everything they love about like, Mario Party and Mario Kart in the theater. So it was just very much like, yeah, that is that. Shh.
3: Now, um, it's super- I, I was screaming. I, my friend that was with me, I think, was a little <laughs> embarrassed a couple of times.
0: <laughs> it, it was it's super cool, though, that like, r- listen, all of us are just We weren't cool in high school, I'm assuming. I mean, Uh, I was pretty cool. Uh, I was pretty cool. I was not. Okay, well, I was not cool in high school. And, like, everything that was, like, nerdy in high school that at least I got made fun of. And I'm older than you, Anthony, so maybe by the time you got to high school, it was different.
4: (laughs) I'm older than all of you, so. But it was,
0: like, you know what I mean? Like, all these things that were nerdy, like, I got made fun of for being into. It's, like, now, like, cool and mainstream. And, like, I'm here for it.
1: I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since I was 12 years old. You know, yeah. like, it's, 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 yeah, it's cool to see it be as popular as it is, but also at the same time, just like, y'all, I was ruthlessly made fun of for playing this game
3: you guys are so much braver than i was because like i collected pokemon cards uh oh yeah i never stopped i was a little bit too old for it but i loved i loved the collectability i knew i memorized all 151 pokemon and like their strengths their weaknesses their height their weight like that was just a summer for me living in modesto but i never shared the things i was passionate about like uh, i just had to kind of like I, i skateboarded that was my cover yeah, for uh, and that sure, made sure. me. A good cover. That, that made me cool, but I was like always jealous. I wanted to be friends with the people that were that were just like, I'm just. This is my nerdy thing that I love. I love anime, and I would I would try yeah. and talk to them, and I feel like I just would it would be a wall because they thought I was making fun of them, and I'm like, man, I just need nerdy friends. I I put myself on the opposite side of this because I I was I was too ashamed to share the things I was obsessed with. So I mean, kudos to you.
0: I didn't share it super openly but I did make money off of people who were into Pokemon like I was by basically you know how you had those binders with the clear front yeah I would ta- I would be like give me your what's your favorite character and I would take the card and I'd copy it larger I would draw it larger and charge them money for it and then use it to buy ice cream because go. I was like listen you guys don't think I'm cool but I'm gonna make money off of you, listen, Good the, for you.
3: the art kids were cool they were the coolest it was a different level I, of cool
0: I
1: was not my, my relationship with Pokemon is a, I have a giant Charizard tattoo on this arm that I just got done. Uh, but I collected the cards, but I was really into the, there you go. I was really into the games to the point where I would compete in like local and regional oh my God. Pokemon tournaments yes, for the I games. do
3: that now as an adult.
1: Amazing. I I haven't in a long time, but I, I made it to the quarterfinals one time. That was like the highest I've ever gotten to was the quarterfinals. Uh and really
3: that is far. so yeah. respectable. That, somebody's really nine tails
1: just wiped my whole team. It was the fastest I've ever lost the match. It was just a nine tails just tore through my entire team. And I was just like, what just <laughs> happened to me? Yo, and like they're
0: just getting nerdier and nerdier. People this are good. Best. Well, speaking of
3: like competing i competed at the worlds uh for the pokemon go invitational i always what? thought i would go for tcg but they had the very first time the battling system and i got to go up against the guy who created the video game battling system for pokemon at game Freak.
1: that's incredible
3: what i had to catch a flight uh we were neck and neck and i ended up losing at the end because i i needed to scoop, but. Uh, yeah i guess. So i got i got a chance to go to worlds so my that's pokemon amazing. dreams are like I'm like
1: that's incredible
0: they're real wow. and your power rangers dreams honestly <laughs> i am living that around.
3: toys r us life i am like i play video games for a living i became a power ranger i am a pokemon trainer i mean like uh,
1: what <laughs> what more could you possibly want out of life Honestly. You know,
3: 401 1K, stability, retirement. Yeah, that's what to say.
0: This actually weirdly does bring us back to a much broader question that we wanted to ask you both, which is what is it about Power Rangers that has made it stick around like so consistently for literally 30 years now?
3: Man, it's it's nostalgia right we're like everything we're living in now all of these remakes everything people are searching for that that uh, magic in the bottle that we had as kids um I feel like we're the generation that craves nostalgia more than ever more than anything um but if you were to go back in time it's it's a very conditional there's so many terms around it but um Power Rangers for me is just that like safe space even though it was like almost got me got me in a lot of trouble in elementary school it's just something that like at my core i'm like oh yeah i like that color i uh, that person did a karate kick that's sick i can do that you can relate you see yourself in those characters there's so much diversity uh, on screen and um Something like that is, is always worth like sticking around and going back to. And, and I think that's why it's always like kind of held true. But Melissa probably actually knows the, uh, d- uh the right answer. Cause
4: she's, she's in it. Right. She's yeah. I mean, this, this will probably come up very Brandon corporal speak. Cause obviously I spent 10 years trying to answer that question,
1: but sure.
4: Um, but for me, it's always been the relatability like power mm-hmm. Rangers, um, Unlike, you know, and there's nothing wrong with either of them. They're fantastic. Like a DC or Marvel, you know, we're not pantheon of gods that are unattainable. You know, you can't, you're not, you know, Superman who was born on the planet Krypton or you're not a billionaire like Bruce Wayne. You know, you Power Rangers is ultimately about being the best version of you. And that's what celebrates Power Rangers. And not only are you the best version of you, um, whether you're a little nerdy, a little brawny, a little shy, you know, a little disciplined, you know, um, you're doing that with your friends. And yeah. the really cool thing about Power Rangers is that, you know, yes, most people remember Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but there's 30 seasons, there's 30 seasons of Power Rangers where those teams are changed out. Mm-hmm. And, and that means that anybody could be a Power Ranger, you know, in, yeah. in the 20th twi- the 2017 movie we had a power ranger that was on the spectrum we have we have had power rangers since then that are on the LGBT. you know they're lgbt um we've really you know from the first season of power rangers there was a diverse you know a push for diversity when at the time there was not that much diversity on screen <coughs> that was and that is, for me that was the
3: coolest thing because i i'm in am half white half mexican and you Never saw that type of diversity in like main characters. And I loved that. That's something I cling to because I'm like, I want more of this. This is like what my house looks like. These are the people I love. This is what this is something I can connect to. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: I mean, Power Rangers celebrates the best part of you, right? You you take a morpher and all of a sudden you become a superhero, but you don't change who you are. Interesting. Right. Oh, That's beautiful. And um, you wow. just take what's the best part of who you are. And that is celebrated being a Power Ranger. And like the best part of that is you're not doing that alone. Right. You don't morph alone. You're, you know, every the greatest ranger is always going to be part of a team. And oh my gosh, and I think that is really what resonates for Power Rangers and what makes it different than um, another team. Because even though like the Avengers are the Avengers, Thor is going to still be Thor. Right. But the Red Ranger is still a, a part of a team. You're not going to have a Red I mean, it's rare that you have a Red Ranger out there by himself. And even then, he's usually going to call for backup.
0: Melissa, you just say the most profound things all the I time. I know,
1: that's that's like, like making me making me get a little bit emotional. That's <laughs> I know, like me genuinely, too. I'm feeling like there's like a knot right here in like my throat a little bit. I'm like, Ooh. I felt
0: that in my heart, soul. <laughs> like, I felt that in my heart, soul. That was. I want to like share that,
3: like put that, put that text on like a Power Rangers image. So Dude. I can-
1: this is. This is, going to this, this is gonna be the know, clip. This is I know this is the real. This is the TikTok Instagram reel. Yeah,
0: this is the clip. Cause my heart is like achy now. It is so yeah, gorgeous. Like, oh
1: my oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> all right. We're we got a ton of fan questions. So we so have many. a a segment on the show that we do occasionally called We Got It Covered. Um and when I say we do it occasionally, I mean this is the second time we've ever done it. Um and uh we have some some questions from some fans for you. Um, huge shout out to everybody who wrote into the show. By the way, thank you so oh, yeah. much.
0: It was like um, an overwhelming response, so we were so we were so happy and stoked, and also overwhelmed with the amount of emails that we got. The yeah. fans are That's great, cool. and they're so
4: excited, and um, and so generous and kind. And
3: yo, Hyperforce and, fans yeah. are real ones. They're like they're the sweetest, the sweetest little sweeties. Thank you so much for your questions.
1: Um. Sorry to everybody listening who didn't get their question to be read out on the show. Uh, genuinely, we'd be here for another two hours if we, yeah. if we had to read through all the questions. So we had to be, we had to we had to cherry pick. Um, but thank you so much. Um, so to start, Owen asks, hello, Megan and Melissa. First off, I want to say how excited I am about the upcoming Power Rangers Unlimited Hyperforce one shot releasing later this year. I know that both of you had had involvement with the Hyperforce live show, so having you two come on board to write the Hyperforce comic makes perfect sense. Plus, I'm very pumped to see Federico Sabatini's artwork for the book. So my question is, which character have you had the most fun getting to write for the book?
4: I mean, for me, uh, I, I literally it's hard to pick. They're all my children. Um, I think in terms of pure chaos and insanity, like getting into Christina <laughs> V's head and doing and had writing Vesper. You did that just, so
3: well. Those were just, pages. Yeah. We were I had pages. so
4: much fun with Vesper because she's just like pure K there are no rules for vesper mm-hmm. like she has no social awareness like she says whatever pops into her head and sometimes and it is usually the worst thing
3: and, uh, and i just you crushed freaking loved that, it though. Yeah, i was reading I that so i was like this fun. is christina you because it's whatever you think she's gonna say do the exact opposite
2: Yeah, and whatever's appropriate oh gosh. In
4: a situation that is not what she says and like <laughs> And it is. It was a blast. And also Jack. Jack was very much the heart of this of this issue or this one shot. And, oh man, and I like almost Schreier like, so much.
3: God, one and, of my favorite yeah. episodes of Hyperforce was the time that uh, Jack and Chloe were, uh, I think, in like the police station. They were they were doing some detective stuff together. And uh, I love Polly, uh, but we had never my character and 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 his had never had a moment in genuinely just as actors it felt so genuine and so pure um and that was something we really got to tap into in this Hyperforce comic and that probably that dynamic was incredibly healing i think for my character um but obviously had the most fun writing an angsty angry chloe oh (laughs) yes that was yes did we there was a really sassy comment that I kept in there that Allison pushed back on. I'm not sure if it got it got this day.
4: There was a lot of sassy Chloe in there. So say yeah,
3: it. I, oh, I hope <laughs> it got this day. It was the one towards Marv.
4: She Yeah, I think it's in there.
3: Yes. She like laid into Marv a little bit in a
1: sassy way. But
3: um yeah, writing, revisiting my character, obviously, is going to be my favorite.
1: For sure.
0: I love that. Uh, next question. Bryn asks. Uh, Will we finally see Pink Battle Warrior and other features that had never had art in the TTRPG series, like the other Megazord formations? And will the Darkest Hour event effectively be a season two story or will the one shot comic end the series?
4: Well, Ranger Command Power Hour has released preview pages of the first few pages of the one shot. And I think that first question will be answered in those preview pages. So check that out. Wait, we can't say. I'm I mean, loving that can. Melissa isn't saying. I was trying to be mysterious, but you can absolutely say, Megan, if you want to. <laughs> Guys. Guys, you can just see my
3: battleizer and <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Finally, I get to know what it looks like. Yo, I was so OP with that. That was the move <laughs> during the RPG. That was like one of the first things I wanted. There was so much we wanted to tell in 40 pages that I was like full page spread, splash both pages. And like by the time we finished, we were crunching down all of our pages. So so there's, there's not a full spread reveal like how I would have loved. But uh, it does, her Battleizer gets
4: the best moment (laughs) uh, special shout out to federico sabatini our (laughs) artist you crushed
3: it i want to get that blown up and like just like put it on my wall somewhere
4: yeah because it's not like he has a tv show he can reference you know he was literally looking at like pieces of art that like i had to dig because i don't i don't have access to my hasbro files anymore like so i had to dig around to see if i can find references that he can look at It hadn't
3: been like drawn, like we didn't really know. Yeah, so that one
4: literally we gave him Malika's description of the Battleizer. Like we pointed him to the episode, and there was actually, you know, shout out to Rovang. Um, who's a fan, who has like did the most amazing timeline for Hyperforce, which literally just like beat out every every single beat of Hyperforce.
3: You are a god like you Uh, have no idea how much you like. Anytime we had a question, we're like, oh, let's go back to this. What episode did
4: this happen? They're three hour episodes. So like having that timeline was absolutely incredible. We also looked at um, Ranger Reviews and and I forget we one more guy um, who did a recap of Hyperforce. (laughs) on we, youtube we, just to remind we, can ourselves
3: we, can we say yeah. what can, can i say what the, the you can if you want to mm-hmm. yeah we, we yeah go ahead well, we, we were watching a ton of like recap videos and um in the script we had wrote two of the guards as what was the the first person's um, I'm name I'm it up
4: because i can't i feel terrible that i can't the, remember in his the name.
3: script yeah it was a unique name but um it was these two youtubers that we were watching and we named the guards after them but in the comic, oh, they don't have we don't us uh, like establish their names, but um it was but yeah. But really those nice. two
4: cards at the beginning were a um, tribute to to George and the other actor or the other um fan who created that um that hey. little like what is hyperforce and a deep dive into it because we watched it oh. when we were preparing to write and um and so we wanted to you know give him a little bit of a
1: thanks. That's incredible. That's
4: so sweet. Best yeah. day.
3: That's, it was este that's the name but anyways este and george so big shout out to you guys thank yeah, you so, so much, thank you you so much. Life <laughs> a million times easier um and that's just a little easter
4: egg for you guys
2: Oh, Um, and the second question. Oh yeah.
4: Um, Oh, Darkest Hour. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes. Like, what? One thing I really, really wanted to make sure that these one shots played a part in the bigger story for Darkest Hour. We didn't want them to be isolated events. So even though they are their own stories, both of them, both the Coinless and the and Hyperforce, they both feed into and will be have their stories continued in Darkest Hour. Um, So you will see those characters again in Darkest Hour. They are big parts. Of of that's sh- and hyperforce, you know, s- specifically has a very specific part to play in Darkest Hour. And um and it's important. So you have to read Thank the one you, shot to find Melissa.
3: out. Why, but- Yay! Thank you for not forgetting about your little stepchildren. He's
2: the,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the sweetest.
1: I love that. Um, Guess who's
0: back? Okay. <gasps> oh yes. it's Chewy.
1: There he is.
3: My
4: dog. <laughs>
1: uh okay uh moving on to the next one uh it's from Uno, and they ask you know that's the uh name of one of the characters from black clover it's completely irrelevant to what we're doing here uh <laughs> as a fellow fan of power rangers yes yeah. <laughs> as as a fellow fan of power rangers i wanted to ask would this new comic focus on cosmic adventures and if so can we see astronema's appearance here or can we expect to see astronomers? I feel
4: like astronomer's gotten a lot of love in the main series already. Um, so we we don't see astronomer specifically, um, but there are special guests in this uh, series uh, or in this one shot that um, that I'm excited about. And um, definitely um, there are some people that maybe you wouldn't expect popping up because it's Hyperforce. They hop around. So,
1: yep. so we do
4: see some cool that. people. I'm not good at
0: secrets.
1: I know. <laughs> Megan, your know. face Megan's is just like-, like, I know something you don't know. I'm just
0: sitting here like, Ugh. Megan, are you that person who like, when you buy like a gift for someone, you can't wait to give it to them to like their birthday or Christmas. You have to give it to them immediately. You
3: have no idea. Right yeah. now, I'm planning a big <laughs> surprise for my partner. And it's in two weeks. And I've just been like, I'm like, I want to tell them. I want to tell them so bad. But this will be my best feat if I can pull this off and not spoil it. Check back in in two weeks. I'll let you know.
0: Okay. Well, I have like complete <laughs> faith in you. You totally got this. So
3: I've almost told them like several times today. So I, I don't know, guys. I don't I know. Put
1: a reminder on my calendar to yeah, email you I mean, two weeks to be like, hey, how'd that go?
0: How'd it go? Did you keep it? Did you keep secret? Did they files it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Melissa would come into my streams when we were writing pink together because like there was times where I almost like slipped I think I did say something once I don't know it's it's she, Melissa's really good she's she's has the corporate background she's so good at like PR and Wrangley She can switch between talent and manager so quickly ta- I just I just talent. think I'm like just streaming and i'm just talking to my audience and i'm just like well maybe i can tell you guys a little secret and then melissa will pop up in chat and she's like megan don't and now my mods too they're like megan you're not allowed to you can't if the secret is involved you'll just they just they reel it in and they're like yeah. no
4: it's enough <laughs> like that is like my old man in a chair like on a porch chilling at the sky thing i think because yeah. i'm just like what is kids these days why don't have to say everything?
3: <laughs> like no i'm they- that person Thank yes. goodness, though, because I need it because I get so <laughs> excited. I'm just like it's I'm just like pumped Um, yeah. in that that part of my brain isn't yeah. like I don't know if it ever
4: developed where it's
3: like it's a secret <laughs> for a reason, Megan. I'm like, I know I got to tell everybody. <laughs> yeah,
4: I still have that producer corporal mentality where I'm like, nobody knows all my
3: secrets.
1: They're all
4: mine. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I, you know, I got to got to hand it to you. your face has given nothing away this entire the entire time you've been on the show.
4: She's so good. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here like. It was like, my my uh my boss like hated it. He called it like he's like I hate that I can never read what you what's on your face. He's like <laughs> especially people that would pitch to me. Like yeah. I remember Kyle would be like I have no idea if you like this or not. I'm like the the reality is here's the reality. I look it's intimidating, but only because I have ADHD and I need to fully focus on what sure. you are saying. And so there is no room for facial expressions because I am. Honed in on what people are talking about. Otherwise, yeah. I will be out there in the clouds, and it comes off as Melissa hates it, or Melissa's like, you know, got the resting bitch face of like the biggest like in the world. But it truly is Melissa's just trying to understand. He like focus on what you're saying because if not, she'll be thinking about rainbows and leprechauns.
2: So. When we
3: first started the Unleashed, that was uh, it came up a couple times because the actors would be like, get a little unsettled, and Melissa's like. Cause she's just is she's going. We also we pulled that off during, uh, through the pandemic. Yeah, during the pandemic, Ooh. we have a ton of people jobs. It was, it was awesome, but I was like, Melissa, maybe we can like. Mm, mm, I don't know, like uh, be like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about this with like just a little bit of a smile. I don't know. I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you to smile, but just, just something to check in on. And she's like, like is, work on it? <laughs> I'm perfectly lovely. What's going on? Yeah." And she is. She's so pleasant, but like her thinking face is like. Yeah, but if
4: also, you don't know see, me, it could be a little scary. Apparently, I, I, I hide nothing. Apparently,
3: I hide nothing on my face. So like my partners and close friends, sometimes when I'm enduring like a difficult situation, they'll be like, "Fix your face." fix your face because i'll just look like you know like you, you can already yeah. tell so i, I get it.
2: yeah
0: also like that's not a bad thing i say don't fix your face just be yourself but i love i love melissa that melissa is mysterious i'm gonna call it that i'm just gonna call it that melissa is just extra mysterious i,
1: I and think, i'm here for it i think guess. melissa you got to get a shirt that just says i'm perfectly pleasant on it
0: <laughs> we need a hat that's a shirt yeah yeah it's the truth so Um, but let's do our final question. Um, so our final question for today comes from Jorge. Uh I was just wondering what is the process for creating new Rangers for the comics? Example the Omega Rangers or Dragon Solar Rangers, are there any restrictions?
4: Um yeah, Hasbro has to say yes.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Fair enough.
4: Um Easy no, I answer. mean, look, um we don't uh you don't create rangers out of willy-nilly just because you want a new ranger, right? They all, they always have to make sense for the story. Um, you always have to make sure, I mean, for me specifically, you want to make sure that um it looks cool, that it looks cool in potential product, because you never know. Um, and that, you know, from the Hasbro side, and then that, you know, it fits with whatever narrative plans that Hasbro has or that Boom has. Um the uh You want to make sure, you know, being a ranger always feels special. I mean, for me, I got to create the Z Ranger, the Z Ranger Mm -hmm. uh, that just came out recently.
3: Does that feel really cool, Melissa, that you created a ranger in the Power Rangers universe as like someone who's been around as long as you have in the franchise?
4: You know, things don't really hit me right away. So for me, I'm always in the moment. It's not until after like for so for me, it didn't really hit me until I actually saw it come out. And I was like, oh, hey, this is a thing that happened. So that's your
0: ranger.
4: Yeah. Or even the the Draken Rangers, you know, which we worked on with Adam. Uh, Mm -hmm. Those are all just very cool things. But like for me, you know, I mean, we, we Ranger Slayer like I was around for all those for Draken, I was around for all those people. So I think it feels um the Zed Rangers was mine so yes of course I feel very like he's just so cool and to have Dan Mora like there's there's a lot to love and I'm very excited about it but yeah for me it's always a process you know and obviously ultimately Hasbro has the final say um but it really for me it's always like this has to be important to the story you know Zed, Zed was something that you know was teased from even before my run there were elements that we picked that went into making sure we understood why he did what he did and why he decided he had to be a ranger at this point which is you know i have to be as powerful as mistress vile because she kicked my butt and almost killed me and i am so consumed with rage and hatred that i need to kill her and the only way to do that is to morph and be a power ranger um so there's there's always has to be a reason for it to happen um and they always have to look cool and um Man, really i think that's the criteria <laughs> well
3: anyways melissa i'm just saying is really cool you have your own power ranger That like i it's love you thank coolest. you for saying
4: that
0: it is, it i don't is wonder how
3: cool. cool she is or else she just like sits back and is like
0: mm. oh i'm very my head like i don't that know if you too. noticed yeah <laughs> but also it'll let me tell you where it will hit you comic-con yeah it'll hit you hard because you'll have you're gonna have fans that's true
4: the last time that i went to comic-con right. was right when they announced my run so i haven't yeah. um and yeah, so I'm, I'm actually kind of scared. And people, I'm afraid that people are going to like, because that's right when Darkest Hour and everything's going to kick off. I'm like, are people going to yeah. murder me? I don't know. <laughs> I guess
0: we'll find out. We'll find well, out. It's going to be fun. Not at the boom booth. We'll protect you.
4: Thank
3: you.
0: We I got, think
3: uh, if we we got people will for you. adore you. Like, you're making good decisions. <laughs> and if not, they can talk to me.
1: Huh. You have a, you have a Power Ranger on your side as a personal bodyguard. All of San Diego.
3: Perfect. I have art for it now. You're good. Exactly.
1: Perfect. Uh, Melissa, Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, genuinely, you've been fantastic. I've had a more phenomenal time myself, and I could sit here for the rest of the day just talking about Power Rangers and Pokemon yes. and anime and just.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: You know. Yeah, it'd be it'd be fun. Uh, Comic Con. Please- Comic-Con. <gasps> we'll hang out at Comic-Con. We'll, we'll go out. out we'll Comic-Con. get dinner. Yeah, it'll be it'll be awesome.
3: I'd like to actually, uh, Harley, I was wondering if I could commission you for my binder. I have a uh, a surfing Pikachu I really want. So let me know if you can do that. Um, do you take Venmo? Yes. What's the... Uh,
0: so I have upped my price since I did it in elementary middle school, which was like two to three dollars. So I could buy ice cream, but
3: uh, yes. yeah, now it's like Cheesecake Factory, you know. Now it's just like, yeah, I just I basically
0: like if you if you give me a piece of cheesecake, honestly, that's a great payment for me for that. That's perfect.
3: I got you. I got you. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh,
1: that that cheesecake comment, Cheesecake Factory comment, just really hit home for me in a really big oh, way.
0: Man. Yeah,
4: <laughs> right now it's noon.
1: Okay. I know, and I was just like, oh, their key lime cheesecake is dude
0: it's that's the one i was just thinking yeah, about it's the
1: best one
3: there's one they, right next to the convention center that's
1: that's, that's true. true oh my god that's true. Okay, now i know going. where all
3: the cheesecake factories are for some reason
1: <laughs> we're gonna go out so at going. san diego to the cheesecake factory perfect yes. uh,
3: we, thanks, thanks for we, having we, us guys it was yeah. so fun
1: please please tell the people where to find you before we once again just completely yes. lose the plot on this
3: oh yeah uh everywhere um strawberry 17 except for uh twitch it's strawberry 17 plays if you want to see me in gaming and scooting about um drop by it's where i usually am and on instagram strawberry 17
4: uh, i'm misty underscore flores on both twitter and instagram um facebook is just for friends and family uh, because truly you don't want to see all my friends all my cousins in mexico so that uh, that's just for them but you can find me on twitter and instagram and once in a while tiktok i don't actually remember what that is though, because it's not very active oh, but gosh. um but definitely keep twitter and instagram are where to find me
0: awesome well thank you to everyone listening uh and make sure to pick up both hyperforce on july 19th and the start of darkest hour event which is mighty morphin power rangers 110 that is july 26th at your local comic book shop. Oh my gosh, it's so soon! So exciting.
1: It's gonna be good. Right soon.
4: in the middle. Of, it's right at the end of Comic Con, isn't it? It's, yeah, like both yeah. of them
0: are like right in Comic Con.
1: Yeah, one's right at the start, one's right at the end. Woo! Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you first of all, and don't forget to catch the full length episode in podcast form anywhere you get your podcasts. We are now officially on Apple Podcasts. What, we what? have figured that one out. So go team.
0: But if you want to stay up to date on all the cool things coming down the pipeline, of boom um obviously also boom direct please make sure you follow us on social media follow our youtube channel follow our podcast follow all the things we'll tell you all the things it'll be great
3: you can also find all of us at comic-con at the cheesecake factory probably every (laughs) single night so
0: yes as well as the boom booth which is booth number two 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 nine there we
3: go
1: yes we'll we'll be there
0: we'll be there that's (laughs) literally that's basically going to be me and anthony's second home
3: oh there. nice we i think we're Indeed. doing are we doing a signing too i think yeah. we'll be there
1: yeah we yeah. sure are yeah yeah because we're, we're in charge of that too. stuff
3: yeah. these two people right here yeah come um, say hi to melissa and i we'll be we'll be chilling and hanging out
1: it'll be so exciting
0: uh and remember comics are for everyone i'm harley solbaca
1: i'm anthony morrow and, and this is, is
0: boom, boom direct, direct. Boom direct. <laughs> it's boom
3: time baby